Late Night Vibes, we are back. We are back. I'm your host for today. My name is Big Chris from VA. We have a special, special guest in the building. Um, Freshwater Southern and New Orleans Cuisine, located at 516 North Graham Street in Charlotte, North Carolina. I have the very own Cliff Freshwater. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing very well today. How you doing? I'm blessed. I am truly blessed, man, especially when I'm talking to you, man. I really appreciate you stopping by the Late Night Vibes podcast. No problem. I appreciate you giving me a call and inviting me to your show. Oh, man, we appreciate you sliding through, man. Right quick, Mr. Freshwater, give a shout-out to anybody you want to give a shout-out to. Basically, I just like to give a shout-out to all my customers who been with me for all these years since 1986, supporting me, and they still support me. And all the people who love Freshwater and all the people who support Freshwater, shout-out to you, big ones. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to give a shout-out to Sabian. My other host, my guy, my mentor, my brother. Man, we got a great one on our hands. Give a shout out to Concoction, our new sponsor. The greatest liquor that I've ever tasted. Uh, Black-owned liquor. Shout out to RC. Um, Diamonds and Roses Boutique. Ladies, if you need your hair done, if you want some good weave at a good price, check out Diamond and Roses Boutique. Sturdy, Sakile. Dre, my God, I really appreciate y'all showing love, and and here we are. So, Mr. Freshwater, where are you from originally? Originally, my hometown is Elizabeth City, North mm. Carolina. That's where I was born and and partially raised, and from there moved to New Jersey. Okay, okay. See, I know a little bit about Elizabeth City coming yes, from sir. Chesapeake. Yeah, you go um, right in the backyard. Oh, you know it. <laughs> you know it. Yes, yes sir. sir. I've uh, taken many trips to Elizabeth City, uh, the AAU tournaments, man. Elizabeth City State, man, recruited me really, really hard um, out of high school, man. Great. Yes. Great college. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. For for sure, man. I, I love going in that gym and, and tearing them up, man. You know, I'm a golden bull, but. Uh, <laughs> golden know, bull. I, yes, sir. I yes, hear sir. You. Yes, sir. I so, hear okay. You. Shout out to you. Hey man, I appreciate it. you know HBCUs. We're winning right now. You know we're winning big time, big time, big time. Thanks, to, thanks to all the high power players that's representing the uh, HBCUs. That's out of the uh, uh, pro basketball. I mean, wasn't that beautiful last night at the All Star Game, man? To see <laughs> the love HBUs, HBCUs was getting big, big, big time. Especially Chris Paul, who's who's representing wearing those uh, oh, sneakers yeah. that got all the HBCU names on. It. Shout out to him. Oh man, that jacket he had on. I mean, it, it, you know the 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 Howards and the you know the big name HBC, HBCUs. They get kind of majority of the love. So it was good to see like Elizabeth City, John C. Smith, Livingstone, kind of getting wow. some love. Big time, man. Big time. We we're flying under the radar, but guess what? Right now we're about to tip the scales and fly on top of the radar. It's our time, Mister Freshwater. You yes, got sir. that right. You big got time. That right. Big time. Big time. Our time. Definitely, man. Definitely. So. Mr. Freshwater, I kind of get into the cracks and crevices, pause of the guests. I want to know, like, who your mama is, you know, your, your upbringing, man. Let's let's slow down a little bit. Let's take the people back. Tell me about your childhood, man, growing up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like I said, I was born in Elizabeth City, fantastic North Carolina. Um, I stayed with my grandmother for a little while because my mom and dad 
they wanted to, you know, leave the South and move to the North. So mm -hmm. what they did was they moved to a town called Plainfield, New Jersey, mm -hmm. and left uh, me and my brothers with my grandmother who had found the place. And in the meantime, uh, my, my aunt raised me and sent me to school while my mom and dad was looking for a place. So once they found a place, I say I was probably about eight or nine years old or a little bit younger when they came back and got us and they moved us to uh, Plainfield, New Jersey. And I spent uh, all my adult years there, but I came back home every summer to see my people in Elizabeth City. Hmm. And my mom and mom and dad came with me. So most of my life, I grew up in uh, New Jersey, in Plainfield. And Plainfield, is that like a country area? Was it like kind of city-like or? Well, it was, it was more, more, it's more city. It's uh, central, central Jersey. It's about 15 miles south of Newark, New Jersey. Everybody heard of Newark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Um, were you the only child? Had multiple brothers and sisters? No, I had, uh, it was uh, <clears throat> myself and I had uh, two brothers. Okay. Youngest or the oldest? Or? I'm, the, I'm the oldest and I had two, I got two other brothers that's younger than me. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. So, so you had it harder first. You, you had it a little tougher. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, just just a little bit tougher. But me and my me and my brothers, you know, we was like stair steps, and we kind of like uh, grew up together, and you know, we was always always together. And we today we definitely have a a great relationship, man. You know, a great relationship. Awesome, awesome. So growing up, man, in, in New Jersey. What year was this, man? Like, were you in your teens? What year was that? Uh, it was probably, ooh, man, it had to be the 60s, man, the late 60s, man, late when 60s. when we uh, went to New Jersey, right? Because I remember um, I remember going to uh, the first school I went to. I remember it was Bryant School. I had to be like eight or nine years old. So it had to be. The 60s, man, the early 60s, man, because I, because I graduated in, in 1974. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. So yeah, it had to be, it had to be around that time frame there. Tell me about the climate of of just black folks around that time, and and what type of black folks were you seeing around the 60s? Man, uh, young brother, let me tell you, man, it's a whole different world than. Than it is now, because because if you came up during my era, basically the '60s and '70s, man, it was I mean it was fantastic. It was beautiful. Uh, nothing you see today that you've seen then. It was more brotherhood then, man. It was more bonded, more closer. When we said my brother, we really truly meant that. I mean, it 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 was no fad or nothing. It was different mm. and. Back then, when they say uh, take a neighborhood to raise a family, I mean that was the truth, man. Because I remember me and my brothers doing some bad stuff. And by the time we got home, man, we might have had two or three beatings until we got <laughs> to the house. And then once my mom and dad found out, there was another one. You know what I mean? Oh, so you talking about a, back then the, raising a family? That was the truth, man. Because you could step out and chastise a child and maybe beat that child, they did something wrong. And once you got home, it wouldn't, it wouldn't been no problem with that family saying, you deserved it to the kids, you deserved it, you asked for that, you know what I'm saying? And I remember the times when, man, we used to 
leave our doors open, right? Mm. Leave the car doors open. We talking about this is in New Jersey now. Leave the cars, cars open, the doors open. And uh, I mean, when when there was a fight in school, I remember this so vividly, man. I remember you have your boys, I have my boys. And at the end of the school, we find a place to fight. And your boys on one side, my boys on the other side. And we always say, two guys that's going to fight each other, it's going to be a fair one. Right. Nobody's going to jump in. It's going, to be a, we go, it's going to be a fair one. And I remember, man, this is like I said, vividly. Once you get finished fighting, at the end of the fight, yeah. you same guys, y'all might walk home together and become friends for life, man. But there was no guns. Hard ever you've seen a pen knife. Wow. Everything was straight up, man. You're talking about having a great time, a beautiful time. You're talking about going to a party, man, where mm-hmm. where where they would stamp your hands for a quarter. You go downstairs in the basement. We're talking about we 16, 17 years old, man. No violence, man. No fights. None of that stuff there, man. You know, mm-hmm. and only thing that what might happen to you, might, you might have a, a chicken bone fight. People get fans eating chicken bones and start throwing bones and stuff at you. That's it. But Come on. Having a great time, man, with the mm-hmm. with the slow music, man, with the fast music, man. You know, you talking about enjoying your life, man. We was, oh my God, it was beautiful. And then we had two movies in our town called The Strand and the Liberties, man. I remember going to the movies, man, and enjoying ourselves, man. No fights, none of that, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. only thing we had bad back then, we had bullies. That's it. You avoid the bullies. It was only one or two of them. You avoid the bullies. You was good to go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, we we avoid. I mean, I remember me and my brothers, we used to go to this place called ShopRite. It was a food chain. And we go there and hustle, help people load their bags up, you know, and leave out there. By the time we left out there, we had a pocket full of sing- change and singles and stuff, right? And there was always bullies ready to knock us off, man. So we learned to to leave about a half an hour before they came around looking for us. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we we had we had a great me and my brothers talk about this today, man. You know, today we always we always say, say man, we've been so blessed, man. Because the life we had, the life we had, brother man, the kids today, they don't know what that life mm-hmm. is, man. We I mean no, they do not I mean when I say fantastic life back in the 70s, man. And we had no phones, man. We didn't have none of that stuff. You got, if you was out there messing around, you got caught, you got busted. It was a real bust. You know what I'm saying? It was like it is today, man, where people today, every time you turn around, man, you got, everywhere you go, you got a camera. Yeah. Man, who took cameras back then? You know what I mean? You were lucky to have a camera back then, you know? So it's, it's just a whole different, I look at these young brothers today. With the pants falling down, man. Our pants, our pants were so daggone jacked up, man. You you thought we had, man, you thought we had shorts on, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody wore a belt. Your 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 hair, your hair might have braids in it, but you didn't wear the you didn't wear the braids that they wear today, man. None of that stuff, man. We had we had nice afro with the pick in it, with the fist on it. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, we all oh, man, everywhere. I mean. I mean, it was so beautiful, man. We had our we had our cars. I mean, riding through the park, right, clean as a board of health. The car clean, the windows down, man. The rims, the rims shining and sparkling and stuff, man. And nobody, nobody really was hating, man. Everybody, everybody was uplifting, man. If you had it going on like that, there, oh, 
they go to Freshwaters, there they go. Look at them, man, car shining, you know, and everybody always thought that we had money and stuff. But because the way we carried, we didn't have no money. It's just the way we carried ourselves, man. But it was a beautiful time, brother. Beautiful time. I mean, just listening to you, man, I, I kind of had like a little vision, man. Like I wish <laughs> I was in, in that time. Man. Oh, you know? man. What, I, what I'm saying, when I say when I say it to you, man, it, it, it was beautiful, man. And I must say, too, man, I, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I met my wife, my future wife. I met her um, probably uh, in the early 70s. And how I met her, man, was my, bro- my brother was going with a girl that lived in the next town over. And I always told her, and she was real fine and pretty. And I used to yeah. always tell her, if you ever find somebody that's nice as you, that look like you, let me know and let my brother know. Man, this ain't no lie. Maybe five or six months later, here she come, moving up from Florida. The rest, is, rest is history, man. We've been together since she she was she was nineteen. I was twenty one. I'm I just turned sixty six, and she's sixty three. So you can do the math on that, bro. Wow, wow, <laughs> man, wow. I, I'm just shocked, man. You know, you don't hear stuff like that anymore, man. Man, let me tell you something, man. My wife, my wife has been my cornerstone, man. My wife has been the blessings for me straight out of the seventies. You talking Mm -hmm. about a workhorse. You talking about somebody that you can trust somebody that's loyal, somebody that, that always had your back, somebody that's trustworthy, man, without her, I would never been able to survive all these years in the restaurant business because you know why in business, the worst thing about business is help. And what helped me survive so long, I knew how to, to run my business. I knew how to chef. My wife knew how to take care of the front. And if nobody showed up, brother, she was there and I was there. And there's been many nights when it just been me and her doing the whole restaurant. It was her and me. So what I'm saying to you as far as me being the chef, me being the being the backbone of the business, I would never been able to make it without her. You know what I mean? Her input, her hard work, her loyalty. Man, I can go on and on just like the 70s, man. She's straight out of the <laughs> 70s, man. So it's the same thing. So, you know, speaking about the restaurant, um, what inspired y'all to open a restaurant? Well, what I'm going to tell you something, man. I was working for for... New Jersey Transit, my wife was working for Johnson & Johnson. I've always been an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. And it's ironic, when I was eight, nine, when I was about maybe 10, 11 years old, when we was in New Jersey, the, first, the second place we moved to, I built a little store right next to, right next to our house where I sold candy, what I sold was sodas, it? man. We talk, we talk about, man, we talk about maybe 69, 68, mm. And it's ironic after I, I and I used to go to this place called English Town, New Jersey, where they, we used to have flea markets and stuff. There, I used to have buy sneakers and stuff and go down there and sell them, man. And not knowing that I was headed, had to, not knowing I was headed to own my own restaurant, you know, years later, you know what I mean. And that's that's I was always an entrepreneur, but just had to find which way I wanted to go. And when we opened up the business, me and my wife, I said we didn't know nothing. When I say nothing, we knew nothing about the restaurant business. I never worked in a restaurant before. I never cooked before. 
Only thing that we only thing we had is we had strength and we had determination and we had God on our side, you know, where yes, we yes. say, let's do it. And I remember vividly the first place that we got, there was a there was a black lady and a black man who owned a bar who just remodeled the other side of the bar. So we go to her and she wanted to know all our backgrounds. We didn't really have no background. We just told her about what we worked at. You know what I mean? So the lady said to me, I'll never forget it. She said, you don't know nothing about the restaurant business? I said, ma'am, I'm trying to be honest with you. No, only thing I know is I got desire and I got my wife here right next to me. That's the only thing I know, mm. right? She said, how are, how are you going to pay me my rent, right? How are you going to pay me my rent if you don't know how to cook? And I said to her, I said, ma'am, I said, my wife can cook some. She can help me out. But can, but can you, please, can you just give us this chance? Brother, it's almost 40 years later. Mm. The great thing about it, brother, is this black lady and this black man believed in us. And that's what we have to do. We got to start doing now. Because back then when I came up, that was not a rarity. We helped each other, man. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it's almost 40 years later. If she didn't give me that chance, man, I probably wouldn't be around. So I was able to learn how to cook on the run, learn how learn how to do this, learn how to adapt to the business, right? Because this lady gave me a chance, man. Like I said, I started out, didn't know nothing about the business. This is a tough business because there's people that know how to do this and fail. And they fail. They've right. been to school and everything. They fail. And me and my wife came along with hammers and jackhammers in our hand and just grinded our way through, brother. Mm, I'm just getting motivated just <laughs> listening to y'all story, man. Good gracious, man. <laughs> it's the truth, brother. It's the truth, man. It's That's our story. And it's it's the truth, man. And, you know, and sometime me and my wife, we sit around, we say, man, how come nobody, you know, except for you, how come nobody came along to ask us about our story, man? Because we're we're husband husband wife dynamic duo, man. They used to call, you know what, man? Me and my wife, when it, when everybody used to see, we together every single day, man. Every day we were together, even before the restaurant, we were together. But mm -hmm. once we got in our business, we was together every day. If somebody seen me, they seen her, and vice versa. And they don't see us each other. They say, hey, man, somebody missing here, right? It got so bad, man. They just call us Bonnie and Clyde, man. Bonnie and Clyde, <laughs> <laughs> for real, man. Bonnie and Clyde, man. That's how how we was together all the time. People said, "Man, how come, man? I can't even stay home." I, me and my husband, my wife, we work at different places, man. How the heck y'all guys be able to see each other and work together every day, right? And then still be together all the time. How do y'all do it? I said, well, me and my wife just had, we just got a bond, man. We just had a, a different bond than everybody else, a different work ethic than everybody else. And we got, always got God on our side, man. You know what I'm saying? And that's why we've been able to survive so long. And we had a situation that what we like to do because we, you know, we see people open up, man, and think they know how to cook. They think they know how to run a business, you know. Me and my wife want to be in a position right now where we can help people out. Even if they come to us, man, and we can mentor them, even just to franchise our business because I know that our business will be able to work anywhere because what we know and what we learn in our journey, we can 
show people how to avoid a lot of the pitfalls, pitfalls that we fell in when we first started. You know, so one of our dreams is to franchise our freshwaters business out, you know, and show people what we know and show them how not to fall into pitfalls that, that we fell in. And we think that I always thought that our business would be one of the business that can go around the country or go around, even go around the state, man. You know what I'm saying? Different places, you know? So we're just waiting for that break, man, because we almost at the end of our career right now. Y'all got so much longer to go. I don't see y'all stopping. <laughs> y'all got at least another 40 years. No, I know, man. I know. And, and, and like, you know what? Believe it or not, man, that's the way we feel, man. God, God has truly blessed us. He has truly blessed my wife because my wife, I got to get back on her again because she already had two hip surgeries, right? Come on. Two hip surgeries, and she walking like she never had none. She had mm. she had breast cancers at the end at the end of my um, my son was a senior in high school and he was playing football, right mm. in two thousand. I never forget this here, and my wife lost all her hair, and she was at the last game. He was a senior. Right, he was coming on the field and he ran over to my wife and said, Damn, I said, Mom, mom, it's windy outside. Don't let that wig blow off now, you know? Pull that wig up, right? Oh, you know? Oh, Lord. <laughs> and his mom looked at him and said, Okay, son, I'm good, I'm good. So he said to his mom, said, Thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. I love you. You know what I'm saying? But they they won that game and it was it was a rival, rival, rival town. They won it. So had to win they that had game. to win that game, right? So I'm saying that my wife has been a blessing to me, man. And then also, she she's a cancer. She was a cancer survivor about 20, yeah, that 20 years ago with my son. And I say about a couple of years ago, she went through the same thing, but wasn't as bad as it was before. And God has, has blessed her in tremendous ways again. And God has blessed her tremendous ways to stay with me, man. This This long, man, to help me out because without her, like I said, I wouldn't be able to did anything I did. I wouldn't be wouldn't have been around this long. So, like I said, she had she has been a blessing to me. And if anybody could get lucky as I was, they are real lucky because to be able to find a wife and stay together over forty years, man, and still have that hell of a bond where we still got that work ethic and we still don't get tired of each other, you know. But that's because we draw a line in the sand. You stay on that side, I stay on this side. And this time, this time <laughs> when we cross the line, we argue. But you know, everybody and anybody relationship, you're gonna have a little bit of argument. But overall, man, right. my wife has been a fantastic blessing to me. You know, and if you ca- if you came to to my restaurant and you came to my house, you'll see her fingerprints all over the place where she did all the decoration. And when we left New Jersey, man, you should have seen our restaurant up there, man. It was a freestanding building with a big yeah. parking lot, man. And she fantastic. She, she took that place. It was an old house that we converted into a restaurant. Right? And we made this place, man, it was so beautiful, man. Where we was like the cornerstone of New Jersey mm-hmm. of the black restaurants. When you came in our place, we had valley parking. Right, Ooh. we had a baby grand piano in the restaurant. Oh, we had chandeliers. We had a private room downstairs. We had a we took that room upstairs that was apartment and made it to a, a banquet room, and we put a, a couple of uh, skylights in there, and we called that the southern, the southern heavens room. You know what I mean? Because mm. you can look up and see the sky. You know what I'm saying? 
It was a beautiful place. That was 1997, and we sold it in 2012, man. We had a water water fountain in the front of the place, man. So that's one of the things that we like to oh dream of to do in North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the things we like we like to do, man. So our vision ain't ain't finished yet. There's a lot of stuff they want we want to do, but I just like to shout out to shout out to my wife for helping me out and and making me who I am. I mean, she sounds like a phenomenal woman. You know, I, I'm sure my viewers would definitely be inspired. Man, um, I I, I, I mean, will give Jesus. her two thumbs up and two more on my toes, brother. That's how bad she is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's 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 how how bad how how much she inspired me. And you talking about, like I said, trustworthy man. But well, you ain't got a man. You how, how many how many women can you really trust, man? But man, you gonna get me talking. You know what I mean, man. But you know, oh my God, to have, to have her. You know, I ain't got to worry about that, man. And I ain't got to worry about uh, her stealing from me. And man, that come on, man. You know how many? You know how many stories you don't heard bad story you don't heard when you get married, (laughs) you break up, they guy stealing, they cheating, all that stuff, man. That's why I say my life is so blessed, man. Because that's one of the things that you know with her that I never had to worry about, man. Never had to, never had to worry about. It. And my son, he don't have no kids. He ain't married. He's 38 years old and he's looking for his damn mom. I told him, brother, she was back in the 60s. So I hope you find her. That's what it sounds like, man. I need to find a woman like that. Great, man. I got, I got a woman in mind, but let me, let me not speak too much. I might get myself. There you go. But, but let me tell. I just want to tell you this, man. If she's anywhere, anywhere near my wife, your life. Is going to be blessed way far beyond that you ever thought of, man. Because guess what, man? The the woman that you choose in your life, man, dictates dictates your whole rest of your life. Because how many people did you know that got a woman? Y'all get ready to divorce. She been cheating. She been doing this. She been doing that. And that's going to mess up you. So you get right. sometimes you come in a situation where you got to start all over again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to start. You got to yeah, start too. all all over again. You know, and you don't want want to do that because, like me, my train been on the track for over 40 years. Never ran off the track, man. Never. So that's what you want to do in your life. If you can find that right woman and make that right choice in your life, man, your life's going to be uplifting. It's going to be positive. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be beautiful, and that train gonna stay on the track, bro. It sounds like y'all have a friendship first, then it's there love. you go. Because she's my best, she's my best friend, and mm. what made me so great, she's my worst critic, which is great because they're gonna mm. tell you if it ain't right or if it's right, and that's good. That's gonna make you better. You know what right. I'm saying? You don't want nobody right. lying to you or yes, man, or yes, no. this, and yes, that. You want somebody to tell I can't you. stand it. Yes, exactly. Man. Exactly. You want somebody to tell you the truth, man. And you talk about a, 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 a independent woman that's strong as hell. She, my wife, man, you know, you know how many times she done back me down. Okay, all right, you won. I'm out the way. I'm out the way. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I know if she te- if she telling me something, she's telling me the truth. And that's what you want. You want somebody that's going to tell you the truth. So you so you will know the truth, and you won't get hurt, bro. That's me. Man. So when did y'all, What? first of all, what made y'all move down to Charlotte, North Carolina? Great, man. Great. Okay. Well, we were staying at 
I mean, where, where, we, where we were staying at, we were staying in a town called Scotch Plains, New Jersey. It's right next to Plainfield where we had our restaurant at. And mm-hmm. we, we had a house there. We had a re- restaurant the next town. We owned both of them. And mm-hmm. when we was in our house, our taxes was like maybe $10,000 a year, right? Because New Jersey is expensive. Our taxes were like $10,000 a year in, in the house. And the restaurant, our taxes was like 20000 a year, which is like 1500 a month just for taxes. Yes, sir. Just for taxes, right? And the thing about it, what's so crazy about it is how we wound up in Charlotte, our customers from all over, this customers from Charlotte, man, y'all need to, y'all need to take this here and bring it down to Charlotte. Y'all need to mm. take this and bring it to Charlotte. But my wife was like this here. Man, I ain't going to North Carolina because it's like Elizabeth City. She thought Elizabeth City was all in North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I can see that. But you yeah. know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But what oh, happened yeah. was the customers kept coming in, coming in. So she said, man, told me, she said, let's take a ride. Let's take a ride there, man. Let's take a ride to Charlotte and see what's going on down there. I was shocked. We stayed here three days. And she said, let's go back to New Jersey and put Everything we got on the market because Charlotte, here we come. See, the difference wow. is she tasted Charlotte. She came in, she seen it. And that's mm-hmm. why we went back and we went back and said, you know what? We're going to Charlotte because we know what the bill out is. We know what's going on down there. We're going to get the heck out of here. And that's exactly what we did. And what year that was, was uh, 20, we were, the 2008 when we had came and visited, right? And Mm-hmm. That's when we came in. That's when we went back and, and sold sold our, our house, but our house sold in three months, right? And we came down. Once we sold the house, we came to Charlotte. We built the house, but it took us about three or four years to sell the restaurant. So we was commuting back and forth. Mm-hmm. And 2012, that's when we started crying because we sold it. We're getting out of here. We're gone. Mm-hmm. We're going home. So we wound up coming and sold in 2012. We got here in 2013, man. We opened up the restaurant in 2015. Do y'all still go back up to New Jersey? Do you have still family up there? Well, my, my brother lives there. I got one brother lives there. But since we left, man, we ain't been back, man. You know, we ain't, I, hey, I've been to Elizabeth City a, few, a lot of times, but I ain't been back to Jersey. <laughs> okay. I'm all right, okay. bro. I'm all right here. I know yeah. that's right, man. Yeah, I know I, that's right. Let's speak on this crazy year that 2020 and 2021 has kind of been. Um, how has COVID-19 affected the business, if any? Man, at all? let me tell you something. Let me say, tell you something. I said maybe half our sales was down because our restaurant, you know, we thrive on giving people the freshwater experience. So our business basically was sit down, you know, because we, we have a nice restaurant on the inside. We have a full bar you know what i mean and and like i said our basis is to take people and get them the freshwater experience wild them you know give, give them the southern hospitality and we had jazz on on every friday night you know what i mean so we was real busy you know when covid came along man it almost like stuck a knife in us where we had to close the, the restaurant down and we only did takeout and our business was mm-hmm. it was never known for takeout. You know, we was known for the freshwater experience, mm-hmm. you know, to sit down. And that, like I said, stuck a knife in us, man. It's cri- it really crippled us, right? And the, pand- the pandemic mm-hmm. has been bad to all the restaurant 
has been bad to us. The takeout has helped us, but it never was the same as a sit down. You know what I mean? So, but we was definitely, we lost about 50% of our business. And we were just blessed just to be able to survive, man. You know what I mean? And might be able to see the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, since the vaccine came out, you know what I mean? So, you know, we, we're so blessed now to, to be able to have uh, 40, 50% of our clientele to come in and sit down, which definitely help us survive more. But overall, man, this, this, this uh, pandemic has been brutal, you know, real, real, real brutal. Mm-hmm but it's been a blessing that we were able to survive to this point of the pandemic. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, let's get in depth of the food. Let's talk about the food. I want people to hear this and get yes, hungry. Word on the street is that y'all have the best catfish mm-hmm. in Charlotte. Can you Man, that? let me tell you something. I, <laughs> I will definitely confirm that and agree. And see, we don't play with that catfish. You know, that catfish, man, <laughs> everything in fresh water is fresh, and we try to use the freshest ingredients. But that catfish, man, most people just fry it. But at fresh waters, man, you can do it the way you want to do it. Man, we're going to blacken it for you. We're going to Cajun it for you. We're going to grill it for you. We're going to pecan, pecan crust it for you. Man, we're going to take that catfish and do it the way you want to do it, man. And we're going to fry it for it if you want it fried. You know what I'm saying? So we don't play with that catfish, yeah. man. So you want some great catfish, man, you don't have to get it one way at fresh water. You can get it any way you want it. I was doing my homework and just kind of reading the reviews on the restaurant. And one consistent message that everybody leaves it's the taste. The taste is not a Charlotte taste. It's like a New Orleans taste. It's a Louisiana taste. What inspired Let me that? tell you something. I'm going to tell you the real truth of it. The real truth of the matter. The inspiration came from New Jersey. When I was in New Jersey, you know, I was always a fan of New Orleans, right? And, and in my business, right, in my business, right, I said to myself, I said, you know, Southern restaurants definitely get confused with soul food restaurants. And it seems like they always sell the same thing. And what I want, and, and, and the stigma is, it's only for black people. So most of your customers are going to be black people. That's the stigma. Right. Big stigma, right? Right. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to, I wanted to cross over, man. And I wanted to take, take that Southern and fuse it with New Orleans. And to me, New Orleans is is part of the South, you know. It's part of the South, and it's a whole different flavor. And I wanted to take that genre there and fuse it with Southern. And that's what I did about about 20 years ago, man. You know what I mean? I went to, my wife took me to New Orleans in 2005. I went to school there for three weeks at Paul Perdome. I had a great experience, right? And God has blessed us again because... Two weeks before Katrina is when we left. Two weeks wow. before Katrina, me and my wife was able to get out of there. Two weeks, we was back in Jersey and, and look back and see what Katrina has done to New Orleans. So I'm glad now that New Orleans is, is back the way it was. And it's, it's, a beautiful, it's a beautiful place. And one of the things I like is when I say 
to my customers or somebody that don't know me or don't know I never heard of, I said, well, we sell Southern and New Orleans, especially with a whole different clientele of people. When you say New Orleans, their face lights up. They can really relate to it. So my my thinking was I wanted to get everybody in my business because once you say Southern and, and soul food, it's almost like you're limited. It's for us. You just limited your customers. You limit your customers. But if I say to a person that's not of uh, African descent that we sell New Orleans Cajun food, you got their customers. Boom. It's a home run right there. Uh, I sell Cajun catfish. I sell Cajun uh, salmon or, new, or, or blackened salmon. Boom. It's a jambalaya. That's a whole mm. different client, different clientele there. Oh you know God. what I'm saying? So that was our thinking back then to be able to catch, capture everybody as a clientele because everybody else got everybody else except for us. We only got us mainly. So mm. my thinking was to capture everybody and every race to come and eat at our place. I love it. I love yes, it. Man. I, I love it, man. I'm, I'm getting yes, kind of hungry right now, just <laughs> just listening to it, man. Good gracious, good gracious. So, what advice do you have for up and coming entrepreneurs? Well, let me slow down. What advice do you have for young people who are just trying to find that significant other, man? Because y'all, y'all need to like write a book or something on yeah. love and, and dating, man. Yes. y'all got the blueprint for sure. What what advice do you have for the young well, brother? The brothers? advice I have for the young brother. First of all, take your time, young brother. Don't rush into it. Take your time on that young lady, you know, because get to know her because be a, be your friend first. You know what I mean? Be, be friends first. Mm. Date, visit, do whatever you got to do, right? Because eventually, don't rush in. Eventually, you will find out if she's the right one for you or not. You know what I mean? Longer you don't rush into it, you know, give it some time. Don't rush into nothing. Give it some time. You know what I mean? See where she's coming from. See where you coming from. See if they all got the same goals in mind. Check the background mm-hmm. out. You know what I'm saying? See if they had the, the a raising of their mother and their father, which is a stronger bond. You know, it don't mean everything, but it helps a lot when you got a mom and dad in your life that's giving you the, the right kind of raising all that all that stuff counts man it really counts you know and then, like i said the main thing is take your time yeah, take your time and see if she's a right woman or not see back in our time right we used to call it shacking mm-hmm. right yeah we used to call shacking. it shacking you, know <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't stay with a woman or the woman stayed with a man you know and back then to me it was great because you know what? You don't find a person out until you stay with them. You live when they you really them. know. If you uh, just go with a person for two or three years, y'all never stay together. Y'all don't know each other. Y'all don't know each other. Mm-hmm. So back then, you know, it was, it was like taboo, but everybody's shack, man. And if you broke up, <clears throat> it was good because I didn't waste your life. You didn't waste my life. We know each other. We gone. So basically what I'm saying to the young people out here, take your time. Don't rush it. You know what I mean? Find out if y'all guys can gel. Find out if y'all made for each other. Don't rush into it. Take your time and find out. That's my saying. 
man. I could dig it, man. I could dig it, man. Yes, sir. Give you one more question, man. What advice do you have for up and coming entrepreneurs? Um, you know, maybe trying to open their own restaurant, their own food truck. What advice do you have for them? I'm going back to the same thing that I said with the couples. First of all, you gotta take your time. Second of all, you gotta do your homework because any business, any business gonna have their ups, it's gonna have their downs, you know what I mean? And my philosophy is this here. When you're in business, right, that road is always under construction, you know. So don't look for that road Mm. to be fast and clear and there's no construction on it. It's always going to be under construction. And just get ready and be ready for the ups and the downs. And the thing about it, you just have to have willpower. You got to have strength. You got to have patience. You know what I mean? And you got to have the right people around you. Don't rush in it. If it don't look good, don't rush in it. It's not going to be good. You know, what you got to do is don't be afraid. Whatever business that you're going into, go to another business and kind of pick their brains. You know what I mean? Most of the, most of the people going to help you out. They're going to tell you what you want to do, you know, and don't think that you know everything because you don't know everything, you know, until you live that experience, then you'll know. So, Don't think you know everything. Don't be scared to go and talk to people. And that's what we did. We was able to go and talk to people that own restaurants that was older than us, black, older than us, and they wasn't scared of us. You know, because a lot of people might be scared that you're going to be the competition. But these people was older, and they showed us, and they helped us. They gave us a whole lot of advice. And that's very, very important, man, because me and my wife always say there's business that opened up here. We knew if they had came to us, and sat down and asked us the different things, you know what I mean? And listened to us and maybe gave us some money for giving them advice. They would have saved a lot of money. The, the money that they lost, right, they wouldn't have lost all that money. They would they would have been able to recoup a lot of that money by just talking to us, you know what I mean? Because if you want to hear the truth, we're going to tell you the truth because we know the ups and downs because we've been in this game so long and we done lived it. So we almost know every trick trick in the trade. So if you need to, you better go talk to somebody that's been in business a long time. Even if they tell you no, that person that no, I don't want to talk, make sure you go to the, the next person. Don't jump in there. Head over heels first. Talk to somebody. Man, Mr. Freshwater, I, I, I just again, I just want to give a shout out to you. Shout out to Miss Freshwater. She sounds like a phenomenal queen. Um, I'm just truly inspired. I'm sure my listeners will be inspired. Let me give a shout out to the Freshwater Southern and New Orleans Cuisine located at 516 North Graham Street in Charlotte, North Carolina. Let me get a zip code 28202. If you're ever in the Queen City, you need to definitely check out this lovely restaurant. I mean, it's just a phenomenal place owned by phenomenal people. I mean, wow. I, I, I'm truly inspired, Mr. Freshwater. I really thank you for coming on the Late Night Vibes. And I'm a little hungry right now. Well, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You know, uh, if you ever in these parts, man, you come to the restaurant. And I appreciate you doing the interviews. You come to the restaurant and you let me know, you know, uh, when you're coming or whatever, brother. You're going to sit down at the table and it's on Freshwaters. And we're going to show you what made us stay around for all these years the experience 
the quality of the food and Miss Freshwater. Hey, <laughs> I'm definitely definitely going to take you up on that real, offer, Mr. Freshwater. Um, man, I'm just wow, man. I'm yes, truly sir. inspired, man. Thank you again for your time. Shout out to Miss Freshwater. I, I just love y'all, man. I love what y'all got going on. I love Appreciate the vibe you. I'm getting from y'all, man. It's like something about food and love. It just it, it go together, man. Good food and love. It's just like a, a good yes, rhythm. It, you know what it I'm definitely go. It definitely go together, man. And we're 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 going to definitely take care of the people coming in. We're going to take care of that. Take care of their soul, and we're going to take care of the New Orleans part of you. And also, what I want you to do for me, anybody that's looking to come and franchise Freshwaters, right? And come learn from the best. Put it out there for me too, okay? Yeah. I sure will, Mister Freshwater. I sure will. Yes, I sir. Sure will, so, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you taking the time to hear our Freshwater story, and we, when our heart go out to you, and we're grateful for grateful for you. Man, thank you again. God bless y'all. Y'all have a great night. Be safe. Late thank night you. Vibe.